0: Joining us now, CBS News correspondent Scott McFarland. Scott, thanks for the time. Happy New Year. Right back at you. Uh, what's the latest, Scott, when it comes to the legal challenges with former President Trump and being left off the ballots uh, in Colorado and in uh, Maine?
1: Everybody involved in that case seems to want the Supreme Court to get involved. Both so the people making the challenges and Trump and his team do, too. And there's a reason for that. The litigants who are trying to keep him off the ballot, saying he has violated Section 3 of the 14th Amendment by supporting insurrection, January 6, 2021, would like to make their challenges more broad, have a little more key, and perhaps apply in more states. Right now, they've succeeded in Colorado and Maine temporarily. They want to go further and wider. Trump's team wants to shut all this down. They call it election interference. They call it an overreach, a politically motivated legal challenge. They want the Supreme Court to snuff this out. Matter of time before the Supreme Court says whether it's going to take the case or not. Could happen as early as tonight. Um, but the bigger question than if they'll take the case is how quickly mm-hmm. will they take the case? Will they drag this out or will they move expeditiously?
0: What's your sense in your reporting and you're talking to folks? Do you feel like the court will take up this argument?
1: feels like it's inevitable and the mm-hmm. legal experts who have you know, good experience with state election law say you can't have different states coming out different ways on something this singularly important. It's almost inviting the high court to get involved just the high court to get involved, but it's a fool's errand to predict what the Supreme Court will do on what we call a novel issue, something it's never
0: seen before. As it relates to, to this case, do you expect to see more states follow the lead of Colorado and Maine, or is it going to be one of those wait-and-see approaches, depending on what happens with this case? Maybe there's more states that come forward to have similar uh, findings as Colorado and Maine did.
1: Good question. I mean, it certainly inspires the litigants to try it in more places, to you do know, new, new challenges surfacing in Massachusetts and Illinois. It could spread further and wider. The only uh, reason I hesitate to say not nah, won't have any impact is Maine's Secretary of State, in her ruling that Trump should be removed from the primary ballot, cited right? as part of her rationale what had happened in Colorado. So there's you know, a potential that some of this becomes contagious, where certain states start, you know, citing as precedents what's happened in other states. Each state's got different ballot laws. Each state has different election laws. That doesn't mean. People who are adjudicating this, they're ruling on this, don't look at what's happening
0: elsewhere. As it relates to Congress, which goes back into session, where does Congress stand on the impeachment case against President Biden?
1: They try to move on that uh, in the coming days. I think the Republicans who approved the impeachment inquiry just before the holiday mm-hmm. break would like to re-energize their cause and build some new momentum. So I would expect a series of subpoenas, questions, um, investigative leads to be announced when they return here next week. They're also trying to move to find Hunter Biden's attempt of Congress for, they say, defying the subpoena they've issued for him. But the Democrats who are supporting Hunter Biden and his attorneys have said, no, we've offered to come talk to you. We just want to talk to you in an open session so that we don't get taken out of context and so that we aren't you know, railroaded here. Um, that's going to go on for a while. But it was a decision, a deliberate decision by Congress and the U.S. House Republican majority to vote to approve an impeachment inquiry right before they all left town. And they have spared some of the people for whom that's a hard vote from answering questions about it, but it also arrested a lot of the momentum they had. They
0: have to rebuild that. Visiting with CBS News correspondent Scott McFarlane, has there been any progress made on an aid, aid package to Israel and Ukraine?
1: Nope. And I tell you, it's not just that. No progress on avoiding a government shutdown either. And those are big. Three big things which Congress is walking back to, and. Those are three big things that were supposed to be done in 2023. At so the beginning of 2024, like a college student late on his homework, trying to get last year's work finished. The Israel aid was approved by the U.S. House, but with a provision they know will not pass the U.S. Senate or get signed by the president. Cuts to the IRS, which could inflame the deficit and steal the priority of the president, which is to chase down tax cheats and raise some revenue. Um, the Ukraine aid is being tied to immigration reform. The Senate's been negotiating that. Even though for the holidays, but whatever passes the Senate, if anything can pass the Senate on an issue as thorny as immigration reform, could be hitting a dead end in the U.S. House, where the hardliners on immigration just went to Eagle Pass, Texas to say that they don't want soft compromises. So that's kind of on the dead end, and that, again, is tied to Ukraine aid. The government shutdown deadlines are coming January 19th for part of the government, February 2nd for the rest of government, including the Pentagon. They are absolutely nowhere on the negotiations.
0: When do negotiations? When do they anticipate picking up negotiations? I assume sometime soon, Scott.
1: They really should be doing it behind the scenes. And to a degree, they probably are, but they have this issue in the U.S. House where the Republican majority um, is down to just two or three mm-hmm. vote margins of error, and that's not a workable majority. So there's going to be a decision, a binary decision, very quickly. Are we going to immediately move to do bipartisan deals to keep the government open, or is that a deal breaker? Some of the hardliners in the House Republicans battle was fought they ousted the speaker kevin mccarton mm-hmm. anybody's guess which way they're going to go but i don't see how they navigate a two or three seat majority on something that's big keeping the government open they're going to have to deal just a
0: matter of when not if cbs news correspondent scott mcfarland scott thank you so much for your time have a great week- weekend we'll talk soon
1: right back at you